0: Oh, Good morning, everybody. What's up? How you doing? We are back with episode number 13. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Paul Burgess, looking younger every day. First and foremost, before we get into this, we're going to talk about sleep. But before we get into this, I first, we first, have to apologize. We missed a week, Paul. We missed last week. And I know from my DMs already this morning, people want to hear from us, man. Is it my fault well, or your fault? I unfortunately,
1: fault. you know success can be a, a burden to us all but <laughs> but it's fine it's good that people want to see it and, and want to hear the stuff and um it's interesting because <clears throat> i've had a few um direct messages from people in your group mm-hmm. in your in your discord and also from people just generally on instagram and stuff saying that from all around the world that you know, I'm, I, we love the show and it's great content, and we're, we're doing the three by five diet and all that kind of stuff. So it's good that people are actually listening. But you know what I was? I mean, I don't have your, I don't have access to your data on the downloads. But on my show, um, it was really surprising because it was downloaded. I think it still is downloaded. It's still there. Uh, around seventy odd, maybe seventy plus countries globally. Wow, and it's really crazy where, where people start listening to this stuff and picking mm-hmm. it up and 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 using it. And, and what we don't realize as hosts of a show, yes, is the reach it has. And yeah. actually, people do listen, and actually, people do change their behaviour because of it. And mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad information, people listen, and you know, do it, it behave on the back of it. So it's quite a big responsibility when we look at it from that perspective
0: yeah i got some messages from twitter and we're going to jump right into it so so hang tight here but i got some messages from instagram from people or um on twitter from people that i had no idea were listening to our podcast yeah. i mean people like out of the blue oh my gosh i listened to your episode michael in the last three days i listen i binge listen to 12 episodes and i'm doing the three by five diet and i'm like yeah and like just so that the people listening know like that's my oxygen otherwise i don't know like i put these episodes out and if you don't get the feedback you're like well did that fall on deaf ears are people loving it what's going (coughs) on you know
1: yeah
0: yeah so it's good
1: man all is good
0: all is good so we're going to talk about sleep today and this comes from my private discord group this comes from i mean look everybody it seems like these days is suffering from a lack of quality sleep so let's dig in to sleep i want to talk about the different supplements that people take for sleep i want to talk about you know marijuana and thc for sleep i want to talk about the the amount of hours that we should be getting for sleep and so as we kick this off paul what how important, first and foremost, is sleep? And I know we've covered this on previous episodes, but like, as far as I'm concerned, based on hearing you, sleep is the holy grail of, of, of taking care of your health, is it not? Yeah.
1: And that's the end of that sentence. It that's is. it.
0: Done. Period. Uh, because like, get sleep. It, and if you don't
1: believe me, try staying awake for a week.
0: Yeah. Oof. Disaster, right?
1: It's a form of torture. Yeah. Right. They used to, it's used as a form of torture. Sleep deprivation. It will kill you because your body needs to sleep, regenerate. It's a whole load of stuff that goes on while you sleep that obviously you're not aware of. Um, but it's a whole lot of regeneration, of clearing out of um, dead cells and DNA, and, and rebuilding new things, and hormonal um, processes, and just a. I mean, it's it's massively complex. So okay. I, don't, I, me- I don't even think we un- we understand it properly in depth as yet we've gone we've come a long way in the last few years but i still think there's a lot to it that we're not we're not aware of well
0: now and now there's books there's you know huge thick books that are that are all about sleep and it's like you you look at that book and you're like holy shit how the hell can can you talk about sleep you know in 400 pages worth of sleep text you know it's crazy so
1: yeah but 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 mike mike think about it right you're asleep for eight hours. That's a that's a working day. Yep.
0: Right.
1: If you had to write well, a book not my about working your day, but well, in most people's working day, if you had to write a book about what you do in those eight hours as mm-hmm. a career, it would probably take up three or four hundred pages. There's a lot that goes on in those eight hours. We just don't realize because we're not there. Yeah, right? we're often. So tell me about that. So somewhere. so
0: let's let's enlighten our listeners, right? Who they think you know sleep. You hear some of the the, the famous entrepreneurs say, well, "I'll sleep when I die," right? Uh, sleep is for sweet. Sleep is for the weak. You know all of these different things, right? Grind it out, hustle hard, don't sleep. You know it's all good, right? Pull all-nighters. What are we really sacrificing when mm. we latch on to those those dogmas, right? The, the, those those sayings.
1: Um, okay, so there's an interesting correlation between something you said at the very beginning of this episode, which was, it seems everyone nowadays struggles with sleep, mm-hmm. right? Now, that sentence actually says everything about the problem. Everyone nowadays seems to struggle with sleep, because nowadays we have so many things that disturb our sleep that were never here before, that Obviously, it affects a lot of people, and they're not aware of it because they don't correlate certain aspects of their life to disturbing their sleep later on. And and one of those things is this lunacy about grind and don't sleep and, you know, sleep when you're dead and all the rest of it. Let me tell you, if you don't sleep, you will definitely bring on your death quicker. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's It's not a debate so, if you want to sleep when you're dead, great, right? Stay up all night and you you'll, get, you'll bring on that, you'll bring on you'll that. Get
0: fast, you'll get there faster. You'll get there faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, <clears throat> the, the issue I think many people have is a, they fail to realize the importance of sleep because there are so many things grabbing their attention and keeping them awake. Right. That's the first thing. So, whether it be Netflix or whether it be, um, your your uh, tablet or your phone or, you know, I need to work until X o'clock at night because I need to catch up with all this stuff that everyone else is telling me I need to do and I need to yep. post this crap on social media or I need to do this, that and the other. Like, all of that kind of thing. That is just driving sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we've spoken about television uh, before on, on episodes, but when I was growing up, TV uh, we had three channels, and and it would finish at uh, ten o'clock, half past ten. That'd be it, and there'd be nothing more until midday the next day. You know, I'm laughing.
0: <laughs> three channels? What? Three channels? Where man. were you born in 1908?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but that was the case until in the UK that was the case until maybe. Uh, the mid-80s when they got four channels. And then somewhere about late 80s, maybe early 90s, we got five channels. It wasn't really until um satellite television came over, cable television, uh, w- which was kind of mid-90s, that it started to try and go, oh blimey you've got like hundred channels. Oh my god, oh. but um yeah, so when we were kids, it, it I mean we were in bed by then anyway, but it finished at 10:30. There was no TV to watch. Never mind. Here is a, um, a a series to watch, and the next one's going to start in five seconds. Do you want it to start? And a bump, and you're on the next one. Well, I've got to take my hat my uh, my hat off. I've got to take my hat off to Netflix recently, who have changed their app on the TV, which allows you to stop that auto. Um, God, um, right. The next next episode, yeah. yeah which is yeah. exactly what you should be doing. Switch that off. Yeah. Because, you know, when there comes a time, you should be just dead and away you go, right? So, obviously, um, there's lots of things keeping us awake. TV is one of them. Blue light from devices has only been around about eight years whenever the, the, the first iPhone came out. That stuff just sends a signal to our brain saying it's daylight. This is very stimulatory, and therefore your brain is awake. Now, even if you fall asleep you don't get the quality of sleep because your brain is still awake thinking it's daytime. It's like you've napped. And so the biggest issue is people are on their phone late at night and they're not on their phone looking at nursery rhymes or calming and, you know, relaxing kind of stuff. They're looking at social media or YouTube or studying a website or doing something which is making them think more. So it's stimulatory. Yep. So, it's not even a calming thing they're doing. They're st- stimulating their mind, stimulating their brain, passing out because they're so tired, and then waking up two or three hours later and can't work out, or they can't get back to bed again. And the first thing they do is pick up their phone because, God forbid, they might have missed a, an email or something between midnight and two o'clock in the morning. It's like, what are you doing? Right? I don't understand it. I don't, there's nothing on that phone that is going to be that important that can't wait till the morning. It's insane. Right, the only thing you maybe want to pick your phone up for if you really really want to in the first step of trying to get your sleep right the only thing you want to pick it up for is to check the time and that's it and then once you actually get into a really good sleep rhythm when you wake in the night you don't even bother checking the time because it's not necessary because you will wake up at the right time right but it's only when you get into the when you start moving away from the the, the bad habits that you're doing, and knowing what the time is in the night is quite useful because you can see how long you're getting sleep. So initially, it's worth checking the time briefly, like just milliseconds. OK, quarter past three, right, Bump back to sleep. But after that, you do not touch your phone again. Um, you know, once you get into it, you don't need to touch anything until you get up.
0: So before we talk about like best practices and you know what's the best time to fall asleep, what's the best time to wake up, all of all of those things, I first want to make a case and convince people who are listening why they need sleep. Because I don't think people understand what actually goes on during those 8 hours. So yeah. shed some light on the uh, stuff that you mentioned just briefly, yeah. but why is sleep so important and why do we need it and why will we die sooner if we don't get enough of it?
1: So your, your brain, the, the biggest, biggest problem or not the biggest problem, the biggest thing that happens during sleep. And there are many things that happen, but one of the biggest things is it's only recently been discovered funny enough. Um, but we have what's called a glymphatic system, glymphatic. which is glymphatic system, mm-hmm. which is, fluid that clears out debris in the brain. And this is the biggest way to prevent Alzheimer's and dementia, things like that. So you only get that lymphatic system working when you have deep sleep. So you get deep sleep, you get REM sleep, and you get light sleep throughout the night at th- different times.
0: So generally, deep REM, and, deep, REM, and light are three different, would you call it three different... States
1: stages of sleep you, you, you will go through yeah okay. generally not always but generally the deep sleep is at the beginning at the very beginning and that's when you clear out all of these debris and um, do a lot of regeneration work and then you get your REM sleep which is when you're dreaming this is it rapid eye movement sleep and that puts together a lot of um it's interesting because what happens is you start thinking or your brain starts trying to make sense of some of the things you've been doing. And putting them in order and trying to make memories and sort things out for you. And then the light sleep is just a, a case of you've gone through a sleep cycle, which is normally about 90 minutes and you're just coming out the end of it. And then you go back into it again. And you'll know if you're in the middle of a sleep cycle when you wake up, because if you wake up really tired because your alarm's going off and you wake up and you're like, oh my God, oh, I was in a deep sleep then. That's when you were in the middle of a sleep cycle. The, the trick is not to ever have an alarm. Yes, and, and if you don't have an alarm, you'll only wake up when, when it's time to wake up when you're in a light sleep. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we, we'll talk, talk about it in a bit. So deep sleep, this is something that's massively important, like I said, and you need it to um, just function properly. I have a gene that, that says I can't get much deep sleep. It's not something that I would naturally get. And I've also got an issue with um, a predisposition to Alzheimer's, which is white matter in the brain. Now we had a conversation after our last, com- our last episode, we had a private conversation which wasn't recorded um, when we finished. And I recently um, had a full body MRI done to see if anything's going on and you know get ahead of anything that's a problem. And, I, and for me, testing is like the best thing you could ever possibly do. Anyway, long story short, when they did the brain scan, they did find some white white brain matter, which should not be there at my age, and um, and it was it's concerning because that's the kind of Alzheimer's dementia thing that that comes out of it, right? And my deep sleep has been a struggle for for a very long time, ever since I've measured it, which is probably eight years or something, right? Wow, I didn't know. And and I've tried everything to try and fix it. I've tried everything. Right? Have you tried
0: to smoke marijuana?
1: I I haven't. Right, but. Okay.
0: All right, we're gonna talk this. about that in a minute because I know that there's we're... a lot of people, including me, because I'm 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 yeah. here to learn yeah. and to get yeah. better and to shed some light on some of the habits that I currently have because I know other people have them and are trying to beat them too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but but here's the thing about it. I said I tried everything, that's not true. Right? So a nice bong rip, a nice bong rip, and you'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about getting to sleep. That's the problem. Because alcohol will do that. Right? if I want to get to sleep, I'll have a bottle of wine and I'll be out like a light. True, but man, alcohol, now, alcohol don't drink, and alcohol. I do Sleep. That's right?
0: that is. That's a different sleep. That's a different bong really? rip and sleep is different than drinking a yes. bottle of alcohol and sleep. I promise. you. Yes, but but I've what I'm saying that. is
1: people. But what I'm saying is people use these strategies to get to sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, they're all different things alcohol, that people but, try. Oh shit! You wake so, up feeling like shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, alcohol is not going to put you to sleep. Any sleeping tablet is not going to put you to sleep. It sedates you. It's a very different state. So the difference between sleep and sedation is sleep is regenerative and it fixes everything and gets you back on track the next day. Sedation doesn't do any of that. You just pass out. So you think you're sleeping and yet you're getting more and more tired every day. So, you know, there's a big difference in it. But So going back to this quick story, so brain, white matter, And anyway, long story short, I worked out what was driving that problem. And it's a combination of things. Um, And it's things to do with mold, things to do with viruses, um, things to do with bacterial infections, things to do with um, endothelial dysfunction. There's a lot of things that I had going on. And the majority of what I dealt with, but I couldn't get this deep sleep right. And when I saw an image of my brain with white matter in it, that changed things hugely for me from a motivation to get some stuff done point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that, that changed it massively was not marijuana. The one thing that changed it massively was stopping eating at six 30 at night. So the principle, the principle, when
0: were you, yeah. When were you eating though? Up until what time? What's the change? What's the right. difference?
1: So, so here's the thing. This principle behind the three by five diet, which is sleep, uh, stop eating at about six, half, six, and then eat nothing before bed, I was, we generally as a family, we would sit down and eat around six o'clock, right? Half five, six o'clock, six thirty, whatever it is. And i would be fine. <clears throat> and then I'd do whatever I had to do. look around and to go to bed, blah, blah, blah. And then you'd be sat down and be like, oh, maybe I fancy something, right? Just as a habit. Oh, what is there? You know, something, something oh, I'll have a bit of this or a bit of that or whatever it is. And you'd end up eating maybe three, 400 calories around eight o'clock at night. 100% that would happen, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And um, But it's all right because it's all healthy food and what, you know, it's no big deal and I haven't overeaten today and it's fine. And um, th- as soon as I stopped eating at 6.30 and said, no more, that's it. My deep sleep trebled. Wow. And it, has, and it has stayed there ever since, bar... One night, we went out to eat quite late. It, it was like a date night. We went out, blah, blah, blah. I had something to eat. had too much to eat, usual sort of thing. And then I came home, and then that was awful. But other than that, so as long as I like stop at about half six, and I haven't overeaten in massively in calories that day, so sticking to a good, sensible amount of calories, which you will do anyway, it, it night and day on the deep sleep, can I tell you how much better you feel when you get good deep sleep? It's insane.
0: So so just so that I can spell it out for everybody, you were eating until... You go to bed what time? 10 and a half, 10. 10, 10, 10.30. And prior to your getting really good deep sleep, you were eating up until 8,
1: 8.30? About that, about eight, 8 yeah. No, I probably wouldn't go until 8.30, probably 8 o'clock. 8
0: o'clock. And so as soon as you... Scaled that back to six, half past six, as in your last bite. Yeah, your deep sleep drastically improved. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Tell me why. I feel like I sleep better when I have carbs before bed.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing: your everyone's individual, right? But um, I mean, I would like to measure your sleep and see what quality it is. Yeah, yeah. But um. And, and and we've got this compl- complication in your in your case, which is it's not necessarily carbs before bed; it's THC before bed, and yeah, that's well, with, probably yep. what's making you sleep right. And the carbohydrates just a. Well, just I'm a, talking about I'm talking about before yeah.
0: the THC. The THC is is more recent, which I'd love to talk about in a second. But yeah. prior to that, I found eating carbs before bed was because otherwise, remember I told you I'd wake up in the middle of the night hungry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's one of the things you'd have to deal with, and we will talk about that, but the message I want to get across to people is everybody's individual and there are reasons for everybody to wake up or not get to sleep or whatever it is. And those things have got to be looked at in an individual basis. So what we talk about here is going to be very generalized and then we'll do more specifics to you, but that is not specific to anybody else. So just people have to understand that. But, So deep sleep, the reason it improved was because I had four hours odd before going to bed, which meant you know a a great deal of the the digestion of the food had already been done before sleep. Mm -hmm. When you're doing it closer to bed, you've still got a lot of digestion going on. And that digestion takes a huge amount of energy. It's like a three-hour workout, right? There's most of the energy we we use is about digesting food throughout the day. And so when you've gone to sleep, your body's trying to downregulate activity, but at the same time, it's having to churn out this digestion, which means that you can't get the sleep. It can't get into that deep place because it still has things to do. Digestion, breaking down, assimilation, distribution, all that kind of stuff, detoxification that goes on in the body. Uh, if you're putting in extra food right, late at the night, then it's always going to be a struggle. So if you're putting in carbs late at night, you're waking up or not waking up because you think you're waking up because you're hungry. That starts way earlier in the day. That waking up at night hungry is because way, way earlier in the day, things aren't as they should be. And so then, so then we have to, then we have to look at how, you know, how well do you get to sleep? And then, How often do you wake up? And so for people who find it difficult to get to sleep, it's because their cortisol and adrenaline is too high. Mm -hmm. So think stress, think activity, think Mm -hmm. blue light and stimulatory uh, things in the head and all the rest of it. That's too high. And whilst you've got cortisol and adrenaline high, melatonin, which is the hormone that puts you to sleep, is low. It can't be high at the same time as cortisol. So if cortisol is brought down, melatonin can rise and then you will drift off to sleep. So melatonin doesn't make you sleep longer. Melatonin just sets all the ducks in a row so you can fall asleep. But if you can't fall asleep that's the problem too much stress going on and you're not managing it oh yeah but i've got a family i've got kids I've, I've, i can't eat till late i'm running around crazy but fine then you've got to readjust your schedule and your lifestyle it's not but it's not something you can hack right because you try and hack it with drugs or alcohol or sleeping pills you're not doing anything other than making the the situation works.
0: So it's interesting that you said, right? And this is what I want to touch on too, because I do, and I'll, I'll I'll be, you know, totally transparent with, with the amount of, of THC that I have and how I do it and what I do it. Um, I don't smoke, um, uh, you know, traditional, traditional ways. I don't do bong hits. I don't smoke out of, uh, you know, joints or anything. I use a PAX, right? So a PAX is like a vaporizer. I use organic flour and then, you know, that, typically remove some of the carnitogens, so it's the healthier way that I justify, of course, right, this habit at night, only at night after, you know, six o'clock. And so I have one or two of those chambers, and then I have a little bit of an edible. And that gets me to a place where I can easily more easily fall asleep now this year. And this is no excuse, although it will be excuse, it will come across as an excuse. This has been the last 12 months have been maybe the most challenging 12 months that I've experienced since I hit rock bottom a decade ago. Right. So I've reached for this. It helps me get sleep. But now I'm hearing that the sleep that I'm getting from it is not even good sleep. So now I got to rethink yes. this entire thing and say, Michael, yeah. you've got to get to the bottom of this. You've got to fix this shit because the sleep you think you're getting is not good sleep. So so yeah. talk to me about that really quickly for the well, people no, that are but, using but, sleeping pills. Yeah.
1: But here, look, This is the thing, Mike, right? Firstly, I'd go just edible. I wouldn't use any of the vape stuff or any of that kind of jazz. Just use something that's not any kind of burnt, carcinogen like literally whether it's vape or not we're seeing in people who vape as same as smoking It's causing endothelial dysfunction in the lining of the arteries it's not cool but the edibles obviously is a way of getting it in without burning something but the um but the the point of the matter is you you know what you've said is exactly the scenario i described which is it's been the worst worst year of your life it's been massively stressful And therefore, you're having to medicate to put yourself into a a sleep. So the way to um, turn that around is to figure out how do you reduce your stress on a daily basis? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: the stress that you have been facing or currently facing is not going to make you productive. Because what it's doing is disturbing your sleep. And therefore, every day that that happens your creativity and productivity declines
0: yes true story what
1: will, what will that do is cause more stress because you're not being industrious enough you're not doing enough work you're not creating the things that you're doing are going wrong because you've missed them yeah. you've missed the work something. lacks
0: focus the work lacks work. focus you know energy yeah. energy is not yeah absolutely
1: you're so so there. Yep. so there has to be a point where you put the brakes on and go right actually for me to get to sleep like i said it's not at that time of day it's earlier in the day where you've got to bring the stress levels down, use some meditation, use some breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, a breathing, a really good breathing technique is, um, uh, I don't know if they call it a box technique now. It's slightly different, but basically. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Wim Hof you, has got some great stuff too.
1: Yeah. Wim Hof, you can do some of that. And also, and there's a very simple one you breathe in for a count of four, hold for a count of seven and breathe out for a count of eight and do that eight times. And that's only about five minutes. And that's enough just to get your parasympathetic firing off again. And it gets you calmed down and it reduces that stress element. Because once you manage that better, everything else becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to episode number one. What's most important to you? most right? What's most important to you about your health? And once you start calming down some of that sympathetic nervous system, the flight fight or flight stress element once you get into the parasympathetic which is the rest digest recovery then all of the things that you think are important now some of those things will change and you'll go like actually I don't need to do that when I was doing that I got nothing but grief aggravation stress I was in a bad place let me change some of these things and reassess what, what I need to really do and so so that's that point but I want I want to cover waking up as well by the way so waking up in the night can also be because cortisol is too high or blood sugar has dropped and it's spiked up uh, cortisol to say, go and eat something. So your, your blood sugar variation can cause that. But very often it's because you are still just chronically stressed. So the stress level is just a bit too high. You potentially had some sort of stimulant too late in the day. So things like coffee, Red Bull, um, Monster, all that kind of crazy stuff. Caffeine's got roughly, on average, six to eight hour half-life, which means if you have 250 milligram at midday, 12 o'clock, then 125 milligrams, half of that will still be active in your system eight wow. hours later. Eight hours later. <laughs>
0: That's a good nugget.
1: Mm-hmm. At 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. But it also means that at four a.m., eight hours later, there's still about fifty milligram floating around. Now you wouldn't you wouldn't get up at four a.m. and take an espresso to help you sleep. No, but but that's what's happening, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's if you stopped at midday. So if someone's having it, most people most
0: people don't most people don't stop at midday. I don't. I don't. I don't have stimulants in the afternoon. I don't.
1: no, no, but many people will go to the gym in the evening and have a pre-workout.
0: Sure. Crazy.
1: 250, 250 milligram of caffeine at six o'clock and I, oh, I'll sleep, I'll sleep fine. Do you?
0: Right, right. Okay. But, but, but before we get away from this, before we talk about waking up, I need to understand something for me personally, and I'm assuming there's a lot of people yep. like me who are taking sleep pills, you know, melatonin, whatever sleep aids they're taking and or using <laughs> alcohol or, or drugs. That being said, you said something to me. You said, you're not getting sleep. Like, I, I think, I, mean, I think right, I've been getting really good sleep as a result of taking marijuana, THC. But you're saying that's not sleep, that's sedation. Explain to me the difference of, of those two things and help me understand that because I think this is the motivation I need to make some big shifts in my life.
1: When you're sedated, you're not going through the restorative sleep stages. You're just knocked out. Otherwise, people would come out of a coma and be jumping up and down going, oh, I feel amazing, right? But they don't because when people people are, um, uh, are sedated, they're just in that haze all the time. Now, some of it is the chemical, right? Some of it is the chemical not getting detoxified through your body quick enough and you wake up the next day and you're still a bit groggy and that's understandable. Melatonin is slightly different. I'll come to that. But... If you're if you're smoking or or THC or alcohol or whatever it is to try and uh, uh, knock yourself out, you're definitely missing that early deep sleep thing because your body's just shut. You know, it's just been like it's, it's almost like you've had uh, a bag put over your head or cotton wool put over you just to quiet you down, mm-hmm. and 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 it's not really getting the restorative um, stages that it needs, mm-hmm. and so. I mean, it'd be great for you to measure it. Actually, if you had a, the ability to, there are lots of devices. I got the or, I got this ring. Is that an aura? Yeah. Then that will tell you what the quality of your sleep is and how, how your deep sleep is. But um, and and you can send me the printout. You can send me the readout on that. If you go into your app and just open the day, there's a there's a share button and ping it and send it to me, and I can have a look at it. But the um, but the thing with it is. I've monitored my sleep for probably since, since Aura came out and then even before that with Fitbit and so on. And, um, and I've come to the conclusion that it only causes anxiety and stress. What does? The, 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 the monitoring of the sleep. Eventually it causes, it's actually um, detrimental. Here's why. Your day starts by looking at the app saying, how was my sleep? I thought it was great. And then it says, well, actually, it was really restless and you only got six hours, 48 minutes. And, and you know, this was a problem. And actually, it was a really poor deep sleep and blah, blah, blah. But don't worry, it'll be okay tomorrow, it says on the app. You go, oh, well, I thought it was fine. And that in turn makes you double down and try and get an even better sleep the next day, which makes it worse again. So I use, I've got one on currently because three weeks ago, I changed my routine to this eating Uh, Stopping eating at night, and I am still measuring the the consistency of the effects, and I will do that for about another week or so, and then I'll take the data and look at it and go, okay, over that month, this has been the improvement. I do not need to wear this anymore unless I change something significantly, and I want to track what happened Mm -hmm. because I found when I was wearing it all the time, it became quite causing it causes anxiety, and it's not a great thing personally. Mm Now, other people wear it all the time, and that's fine. But so getting to sleep, I think for you, definitely work on um, re- reducing stress and um, definitely look at um, reducing any stimulant intake even earlier in the day, maybe finish up like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't normally, I, 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 when I wake up, I wake up anywhere between half five and half six in the morning, and I'll have a coffee, and that'll probably be it for the day the rest of the time one cup yeah i mean it's a big one don't get me wrong but um how how big how big (laughs) uh i don't know whatever the this size what's this size it's like a
0: 10 ounce mug it's like a
1: proper mug of coffee right yeah and um and i've got a machine and um it's a stainless steel bean to cup um uh, and it's beans are organic and all that kind of jazz. I'll do what I can to make sure it's the best it can be. And then, um, so I have that in the morning and then I tend not to really have any stimulants after that. Um, And yeah, I I never have a trouble falling asleep. That's for sure.
0: So I do the same thing uh, with regards to getting up. I get up half past six between half past six and half, I'm sorry, half past five and half past six. I don't wake up with an alarm. I just get up. Um, Is that, how it should be. Should you be getting up without an alarm?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to get up with an alarm. I mean, an alarm just wakes you up when you're told to wake up. And if you're in that sleep side cycle, right. And you're a sleep cycle is roughly 90 minutes. And if you're getting up at 70 minutes and when you're in a part of sleep that you shouldn't be disturbed from, you're going to feel awful for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. So, so you let's, don't let's naturally
1: get, you, you don't naturally wake up in that part of the cycle. You would naturally wake up at a, a light um a, a light part of the cycle which which allows you to, to get up but so i mean if we, you, there's so much you can talk about when it comes to what to take for sleep what not to take and all the rest of it but i want to go back no yeah i want to go back before we go forwards because understanding the the importance of sleep and what it does to you it, it is is a really big factor because most people are like, I don't really care. I want to watch that episode, or I'm not. You know, I've only just got in from the from work or from the gym. I need to down. I need to de stress for a couple of hours watching, you know, Rambo or something. Yep. Uh, or worse still, they get on and they game, and they're gaming till two o'clock in the morning because they're online and it's from people all around the world in different time zones. Yep. And that is, I mean, there's no gaming that's that's uh, from what I understand. There's no gaming that is. Um, calming and relaxing, unless you're doing some sort of yoga, normally it's some sort of competitive thing that you're doing, right? But sleep deprivation, just an hour or two of sleep deprivation in a lot of studies has shown the next day that you are as compromised as a drunk driver.
0: Mm -hmm. I've heard that before.
1: Now, the problem with that is you can't test for that, right? Now, imagine waking up in the morning, going to rush hour traffic, and 60% of the people are drunk. Wow. Yep,
0: so true. It's the
1: same thing, right? Yep. It's the same thing. And so it's really important to know how much it affects you from that perspective. The other thing is, and this is another, like a saying, is that a sleep-deprived body will cry famine in the midst of plenty. And what that means is, you will be more hungry if you're sleep deprived than even if you've eaten all your calories. So, sleep deprivation makes you 40% less insulin sensitive, right? Which is practically pre diabetic, right? Yep,
0: yep.
1: Because you've missed sleep. Yep. And then, sleep deprived individuals eat on average 300 calories a day extra.
0: Wow. I've heard, I've heard that. But hang on, right? Like, hang on, yep, yep. because let's
1: do yep. the math on that, right? Mm-hmm. Three hundred calories a day. That's a one hundred nine thousand five hundred calories a year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which By is way, equivalent, which is equivalent to seven point eight weeks extra days of food. So basically, you're eating two months worth more food a year than you should be because you've been sleep deprived, because your body is just saying, I need sleep. Now, if you can't lose weight, this is what I've said to you before, right? You say, oh, that's weight that's loss. Right. I, first I'm thing, so glad you're going your here. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm first so glad are going here.
1: Get your sleep right, okay? Yep. Because without it, you're, 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 you're fighting a losing battle, because when you are sleep deprived, when you wake up, you're less insulin sensitive, which means you don't handle carbohydrate as well, which means that you're taking carbohydrate and, more of it will be stored as fat rather than burned as fuel, but worse still is it makes you crave the carbohydrate uh-huh Wow So sleep deprivation makes you crave a food that you can't even absorb and um, distribute properly
0: I want all the entrepreneurs that tell their followers to sleep when they die and you know sleep yeah they're and, fucking idiots
1: mate I want, absolute, all, listen, I want them to all i want them
0: to all listen to this episode this episode right yeah. from fat loss to you know yeah. uh, alzheimer's like all the things that we covered right like you make me yeah. want to take a nap right now shit yeah.
1: but well well just very quickly on that you can actually nap in the day i do and it's actually very very beneficial for you
0: 30 minutes right? 20 to 30 it's minutes a- every day i nap
1: if you can get 30 minutes, if you can get 90 minutes, even better, but earlier in the day, around midday, around that lunchtime, if you can do it around that time, you won't disturb your sleep in the evening. But but the, the entrepreneur thing, this is another one of these, you know, like we said, nowadays, most people struggle with sleep. This is one of these things that's been promoted, like, yeah, don't worry about sleep, you've got to just work, work, work. And that's in and of itself causing the problems. You know, there's some big, big other things that that sleep deprivation does. For example, it reduces your immune system's efficacy. So there's something called T cell production, which um, runs from the immune system, and it reduces that by up to seventy percent. Right. So, just as a just as one statistic, that leads to forty percent higher risk of cancer.
0: Wow. If the people that are listening to this aren't motivated to get more sleep, I, I mean, like, we're hitting them right between the eyes. You're, you're making me, like, really, really think about this. I've got to make changes. I've got to yeah, make look, changes. Well, no 100%. 100%. It. So, 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 and I know that there's a lot of people that are listening that got to make but changes yeah, too. But look, listen,
1: this is really important for people to understand. 40% high risk of cancer if you're sleep deprived. The World Health Organization has recognized night shift work. So if you work night shift yep. as, a, as a carcinogen, in other words, as something that is in the bracket of things that cause cancer. Wow. So if Crazy. you work nights, if you yep. work nights, have a very serious think about your job and what, what's really important to you. And if you've got cancer in the family, think very hard about changing that job. I'm not kidding. Wow. I'm, I'm, and this is not something I'm saying lightly.
0: Yeah, but I hear you.
1: think... Think of some of these other professions. Think of nurses, right? Think of flight attendants, pilots. Well, I've, I've dealt with a lot of pilots in my time and they, they're flying to one place, stop for a couple of hours. And when they get off, they don't just go to sleep because sleep's so important. They get off, they all go for a, a drink, relax, whatever it is, get an hour or two sleep, get back the next day, get on the plane, fly somewhere else. And it's constant for years. And there's lots of industries that are like that. And so be very, very aware that, you know, even the World Health Organization has made it a carcinogen. So, you know, make some changes if you need to. Um, and and then there's some other things that, that are really important just to make, make note of. The first few hours, that's your deep sleep. It's massively important. The last two hours of an eight-hour sleep are all about learning understanding and making sense of the things that you're trying to put together. So here's an example. There was a study done and there's a great book, by the way, called why we sleep by Matthew Walker Um, and well worth reading. If if people want to read more on this, he's a, he's a good authority on sleep, but there was a, there was a uh, research done where they had some pianists who were learning a new piece of music. And they had two groups. One would learn it in the morning, and then that evening they would replay it. Right? So they'd learn it in the morning, come back in the evening, play the piece of music, and then they'd see how many mistakes they made. (coughs) Excuse me, see how many mistakes they made. Then they had another set of people who would learn it in the evening, go to sleep, and then play it again in the morning. I've heard this story. Great story. and the, the mistakes of the ones that did it in the evening then went to sleep and played again in the morning was almost zero because their brain then took all of that information they were thinking about and made sense of it, put it into an order, made the memories and then delivered it when it was needed. Mm-hmm. So it's hugely important. If you're if you're a student, right? And you're trying to cram at the end of a, they call it a semester out there, right? Well, if you're trying to, cram or you're taking things like modafinil to try and upregulate your nootropics and and get your get your brain functioning a certain way this stuff is not going to work for you if you're not getting sleep and so it's really important that people understand the sleep and we just touched on the the kind of the sexy things about sleep we've not even got into the real health stuff and how it affects organs and how it is really going to affect long-term brain function and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just, it's not even something that's, um, debate debatable or, or that you can even, um, uh, negotiate with. It's, it's something that you have to do. You put a
0: stake in the ground clearly. So let's talk best practices, right? Somebody is they're drinking to fall asleep. They <laughs> are using, you know, THC to fall asleep, uh, increased melatonin, some sleep aid, something that the doctors have given him. What you know, and, and and me, right? Like, so, so talk to me here, right? So what are some of the best practices? What are some of the best things I can do best practices to get to a place where I don't have to rely on a sleep aid to fall asleep or stay
1: asleep? Yeah. So I think that's quite dangerous to put a, a protocol together because it makes people rely on that protocol. So maybe
0: not a protocol though.
1: No, but, but here's the thing, right? I've seen this before right. where people have had trouble sleeping, so they do one thing, and then it's not quite enough, so they do another and another and another. And Before you know it, they're preparing to go to sleep at 7 o'clock because they've got three hours of things they've got to do to make sure they get some sleep, and the sleep is still rubbish.
0: Gotcha. That's not yeah, the problem. I don't that. Right? That's not that. That defeats the purpose, so, right? So a
1: couple of things. Firstly, um, there's a lot of good research showing magnesium at night works quite well to help you sleep. It's not mm-hmm. a sedative. How much? How much? Well, it all depends on the type you're taking. For me, I think you should be taking nanoparticle magnesium because you'll absorb it.
0: Nanoparticle magnesium, okay. Yeah, and you want to
1: take, you know, it it would normally come in a liquid. You probably want about 30, 40 mil of liquid, and it should have around 70 to 100 milligram of of absolute um, uh, magnesium that gets absorbed because when you're taking it orally in a pill, you're not going to absorb it. And before, if you start trying to take or 500, 1,000 milligram of actual magnesium, not what it says on the capsule, but actual mm-hmm. active magnesium, you'll end up getting up in the night to go to the toilet, damn sure. So um, a good magnesium at night is pretty good. Melatonin, I don't think is a terrible thing. If you use it in the right way, you want to use small amounts of it. Again, it wants to be liposomal. And um, you can either have fast acting or you can have the very slow acting stuff. Um, One one milligram should be enough for most people. It's way more than you would naturally do. But melatonin also has some very, very good antioxidant um, uh, benefits. So sometimes you could use that if you feel as though you need to initially. And then when you don't need to, just stop taking it.
0: How long um, before you fall asleep or before you typically go to sleep, do you recommend taking those things? And can you take both magnesium and the liposomal, uh, liposomal melatonin?
1: Yeah, take them both at the same time, uh, about an hour, before, hour bed. before
0: bed. Hour before bed? Hour before
1: bed. It's different in the U.S. You can buy melatonin over the counter. You can't do that here. So, um, But magnesium is fine. Um, make sure the magnesium is a is a nanoparticle. Uh, type don't take magnesium 3 and 8 before bed it will keep you awake because it crosses the brain blood barrier and it's very stimulatory so okay. stick with what we so now, what, um,
0: what about things like what about things like so i'm going to i want to step away from supplements right cuz the last thing we want is people to be dependent on supplements exactly. yeah right it's but all but let's talk summer, about right? let's talk about you know one of the things that that impacts my sleep is the temperature in the room yeah. if it is too hot I cannot, like I'm talking like it's the absolute worst thing for me. More than being on a device is the temperature in my room. If it is, if it is, I mean, I'm sleeping at 67, 68, 69, 70 at the absolute warmest. And here's the thing with me is if it's 71, 71, I know (laughs) to get up and check the temperature and drop it. I know if it's 71. So how, why why should the temperature be so cool? Because I've also heard that studies show that the room should be 66 is what I've heard. Is that, is there any truth to to that? Well, so, so,
1: okay. So again, there's been a lot of research over the last few years about that, because when you think about our evolution, when we initially um, went to sleep, it was on a cold floor in a cave or, you know, outside or in a very, you know makeshift shelter we weren't in heated houses same with the cold showers right we weren't we didn't have hot water to stand under you'd stand under a waterfall or you'd be in a lake wherever it is it was never heated water when you were doing that sort of thing so your body would adapt to those things that it was exposed to from an evolutionary perspective it's not adapting to hot water in the in the jacuzzi now and you know that sort of stuff is completely foreign to our genetics. So. When we were sleeping, it would be on a on a you know a stone floor probably or on the ground. There might be a fur rug underneath or something to just remove you from it, but it'd always be cold. And so we, we sleep better when we're cold. But there's a point at which it gets too cold. And everybody's individual for that. So there are devices now that you can get that cool your bed. All right. It's a blanket that, that yeah. has cold water pumped through it all night, and you can set the temperature. And I know that if you set it too low, it gives you the worst night's sleep ever. So there is definitely an optimal point for most people. If you're lucky enough to have air conditioning in your house, then you can set your temperature and it can be quite good. If not, you know, make sure it's cool. Don't have a big heavy blanket or heavy quilt on top of you. Leave a window open. If you don't live near a main road or somewhere industrial, if if you live somewhere where the air is relatively clean, then maybe leave a window open, keep the oxygen in. And don't be afraid of being as slightly colder because that will give you better sleep for sure. Um, but th- again, before bed, like the evening, I'm talking like six, seven, eight o'clock onwards, it should all be about calming down. It should all be about mm-hmm. relaxing and
0: less cell phone not... time, less stimulation.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, right. and, and, and even and, and, prayer, know... family time.
1: Yeah, just relaxing, right? Getting into that what's called symp- a parasympathetic nervous system. It's that whole rest and digest, and having that feeling of just being. <sighs> right, I'm, but, I'm, I'm but, but when you say that, that,
0: yeah, when you say that, relaxing, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people will associate relaxing from with sitting on the couch watching tv but that's not what we're yeah. talking about here that's 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 well, that's going to create stimulation you, you, sitting on your couch or sitting on your couch reading a book on your ipad or right checking yeah. social media a lot of people right they're like yeah. hustle and bustle to work i just want to sit on my couch and be on my phone right but yeah. i don't know that that's what we're talking about
1: here well no that's not that's going to keep you awake that's one of the biggest right. problems because right. that has that has there's been an imperceptible you know it's been it's it, it come into our life we didn't even notice it right and all of a sudden when i'm on the phone yeah, it's what 10 o'clock who cares i'm on it all day what difference but oh, i just really can't sleep nowadays well i'm just on the ipad i'm just gonna play another game or i'm just gonna look at another website or i'm just gonna do a bit of shopping or whatever it is and and, and then oh, i'm just gonna flip through youtube just for five minutes and an hour and five minutes later and you're looking at some stupid cat video right so the the problem with it is that like you said is not relaxing you can sit on your sofa and watch some television. Try not to watch, you know, like a a Rambo.
0: I love it. I love it, man. Right? If I'm watching a movie, I'm watching something's got to get blown up every four minutes. What? Right?
1: But but. But I don't and, watch. And I and and that's that. the reason
0: why I don't watch TV. I don't watch a. I don't watch a lot of TV. If and I, I watch I, an if, and if, yeah,
1: and but. and I get it. You know that some people just want to watch that kind of stuff, but just be a just be aware that if you're on the edge of your seat watching this, this is stimulating your cortisol right, yep. and so it's going to cause problems watch those sort of movies on a Saturday afternoon or something or you know do it at another time but um there is plenty you can watch that is quite calming and it can help you relax reading is fantastic but read mm-hmm. a book right right,
0: right. you can get of, a kindle
1: of... now you can get a kindle now that doesn't have a light so it's just that it looks like a page and mm-hmm. that's fine that, that doesn't mm-hmm. um give you that stimulation Mm -hmm. um and just just spend some time just like winding down from the day
0: yeah the way that i see it is you know light some candles burn some incense pray right meditate get into a state where and these are things i'm I'm sharing these things because these are the things that i need to implement in my life you know question for you how much tv do and you and also watch? sorry Mike, yeah. I, I keep
1: yeah. in, interrupting today but yeah the you, you're other you're, thing...
0: you're just you're, you've been really mean to me today on this episode, yeah well you kidding. know you <laughs> just ask rubbish you ask rubbish questions so i've got to say seven, six,
1: <laughs> but 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 here's the thing right and also when you're when you're doing all of that kind of self-reflection stuff you know appreciating what you've got being happy uh, gratitude yeah this is not about this is not about you know, if I, if I say I'm happy enough times, I'll be happy because I don't believe that works, right? It's about actually mm-hmm. thinking about what things have made you happy today. Like I say to my three-year-old, four-year-old now, daughter, you know, what three things made you happy today? Think about where where were they? What did I get from them? And then just start living those moments because that's where your real happiness is going to come from. Yeah. It's either that or Rambo. And Rambo ain't going to give you nothing, trust me, right? So, right. Getting into your head about, you know, today's been really productive. I've had this. I did that. I made that connection with that person. I I managed to bring that value to that thing. Those things are what matter. And you'll not only go to bed much more relaxed, but with a sense of accomplishment for that day. And that's very rare. Most people are just trying to get to sleep so they can get up and grind again the next day because they're trying to catch up with some bullshit.
0: Yeah, So one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest tips that I want to share here for people who have a lot on their mind, right? There's a lot of a lot of, you know, one of the big reasons, right, is I can't stop thinking I can't shut my mind down, right? I got the bill collector is calling me and I got demands from work and I've got this side hustle and I've got my kids and right. So we've all got busy lives and lots of things to do brain dump before you go to bed. I have found right that if you just take a blank piece of paper and this isn't about like some, you know, organization or or doing this perfect it's like get a blank piece of paper and get all of those thoughts like literally an hour before bed fill that paper up with all of the things that you think you need to do and the things that are important dump it all out because then you're not and i don't know if you've ever done this right but i'll be in the i'll be in bed and i'll have an idea or something and i'll literally get up to go downstairs to write the idea to to, to write down whatever i was thinking about but when I find, when I do this before bed, I get it all out. Then I'm not thinking before bed. I know that everything that I've got to do tomorrow, or all my important things, they're all written on the on a piece of paper, and that's the piece of paper that I go downstairs to look at first. Like that's yeah, okay, yeah. cool, right? I see it, see it, see it. That that is that is a great. That's that's been great for me. Do you have you yeah, do you do that?
1: that? Yeah, that, that's um. I, I will always finish a day we're just clearing out everything that I need to do for the next day. I will look at my diary for the next day and probably the next two days. And then I'll look at, I go, I know what's going to happen here, but what's going to happen there? Have I got that covered? Yes, no, fine. If I haven't, then I've got to do this tomorrow. And I'll just make sure that I'm in a place where there's nothing I'm worrying about. And, And the reason it works is because when you're trying to hold it all in your head, there's this, there's this just subconscious fear that you're going to forget something.
0: For sure. And so, oh and so that's a great and, idea. If I go to, right, yep. Yeah,
1: and, and so you're always you're always thinking, thinking, thinking because you don't want to forget it. But once you've written it all down, your subconscious literally goes, right, I don't need to think about that because we've got it safe. Sure, I've got it there, and I can go back to it tomorrow. Yeah, and therefore, like you say, it kind of just releases that anxiety of thinking about things and then, or oh, I forget this, or I forget that. I'll give you a quick story as well.
0: And I got one more thing to share too, and then we'll we'll wrap this up for the people that are. Yeah, about about, or,
1: ab- ab- about a year ago, maybe, and and um it was totally my fault, and I knew I should not have done it. And as I was doing it, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Um I was going to bed and I saw an email on my phone, and I never ever check emails, read emails at night, ever, right? But for some stupid reason, I remember walking up the stairs reading this email, and then it was an email Post. that was a that was a problem, mm. and that. That was in the next two hours of my life in my head, trying to work out what was going on and what this problem was. That there. problem would have waited till the morning. Yeah. Right? Yep. There was absolutely it gotten, no need. It,
0: Yeah, it wouldn't have gotten any bigger if no. you would have went to bed and dealt yeah. with it five hours later or whatever, yeah. you know.
1: It yeah. would make no difference. And so and it was just a real good reminder to me, you know, the universe saying, don't do that because right, yeah. it could have been a, a perfectly it could have been a perfectly benign email or it could have been right. someone saying, Oh, just to let you know I'll be there tomorrow. Great, fine. And and, and, and that wouldn't have taught me, that would not have taught me the lesson. Right. That would have just gone, oh, I can just check then every so often, it'll be fine. But that put it right on me and said, no, bitch, stop doing that. Yeah, and stop you learned dick. and
0: that was an awareness and you learned from it. So how many people right now are listening to this that go through that or have gone through that and continue to do that? Yeah. Right. But, like, but, stop but checking your they? fucking phone that late. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Right, because yeah. you can, you don't have to be on everyone's schedule all day every day. Like, there's got to be a point where you shut it off. Yeah. And you know, well, like, you
1: try you try working on a schedule when you've got pa- uh, patients all around the world in different time zones. Oh
0: yeah, I know. You know, I
1: wake up and there's always messages and emails from people in Australia or in the US or whatever it is because they're so far far apart from me. And but that's fine because I know. When I get up, like, stuff's gonna be there. I'll do my thing and then I'll start answering them when I start working. But yep. but it was, that was the, the lesson that uh, was really useful for me to get. It was like, yeah,
0: listen to stop, your stop body. Getting,
1: yeah, stop getting ahead of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stop forgetting the basics, right? And stick to what you know is right to do. So, yeah, that was that story.
0: Last, last point I wanna to try to make and um, not try to make here is people, people listening right now, you should not be sleeping with a device in your room. Right? Right? The, the the radiation, right? The Wi-Fi, the cellular, like all of that. So if you are one of those people that sleep with your phone by your bed or your iPad because you, that's the alarm that you set, yeah. go get a different alarm. Get that cell phone. Get that device out of your damn bedroom. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd like you to get to a point where you don't need any alarm. Well, sure.
0: Sure, you, sure, sure. If sure. you have an
1: alarm, then use use something that's not on your device i mean my my phone um is on night i don't know what to call it flight mode or whatever it is at night yeah yep. So, so nothing's on um, and uh th- this is quite interesting because there is a correlation to this and magnesium so we find that people who um you can you can test their bloods for magnesium in the blood and magnesium in the cells, right? So what's floating around your blood actually is a bit pretty useless unless it gets into the tissue. So if you can have normal magnesium in your blood, but very, very low magnesium in your tissue, and we find that the thing that disturbs that the most that affects that the most are EMFs, right? Mm -hmm. Electric magnetic frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies, sorry. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and emfs when they're constantly around you like the laptop i'm looking at right now or you know the phone that my phone's turned off now but um but anything that's around us the the router the wi-fi booster or whatever the it is, router
0: you call it the router. router you call oh. it a router? <laughs> i love you so much <laughs> the router no the router. no 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 that is the router, <laughs> the router. <laughs>
1: but the, i think in, in the in in, in proper English, the, a router is something that makes a, um, a hole in the ground. Like it, when you make a, a long um, kind of uh, tr- um, trough in the ground, like a trench, that 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 would be a, a, a router that made that. But anyway, it doesn't matter, you know. router, we, router? We know, we know
0: what we're, yeah, we know what we're talking about here. <laughs> we, yeah, That's
1: the okay. communication set. But anyway, so, but turning those things off Will help for a lot of people, um, and and then what happens is, sorry, going back to the magnesium, that they think, well, I'm taking this magnesium at night, but it doesn't help, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, one of the reasons it might not be working is because you've got so much EMF that it's it's just stopping it from getting to the cells, and the, and the and the frequency thing is actually disturbing that um, cellular function. So, um, yes, it's definitely good to have those things switched off. You really shouldn't have your phone next to you um, unless it is switched off. There's no need for it to be there. There's nothing to check. There's nothing to to pick up. If you have, you know, an occasion where your your 16-year-old daughter is out and you're concerned about her safety and you want it to be on so she can ring you, you know, as a one-off, then fine. Maybe that's a good use of that technology. But at the same time, the majority of the time, you want to make sure that you're keeping that way. Grounding is massively useful for that before bed and in the morning. So if you go and just walk on the the lawn or even even on on wood or whatever it is, just something that's natural that can um, ground you and and change that um, electromagnetic frequency in you, then that can be really helpful as well. But um, I 100 percent agree, and and no TV in the bedroom. No,
0: no TV. Out, even if
1: it's turned off, that little red light that's on the corner that will disturb you. Yeah. Like, all yeah. of that stuff, it's gonna be pitch black in that room. You shouldn't be able to see your hand in front of your face. All right. And 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 then this is another thing, sorry, it just comes to my mind is no,
0: don't be sorry. What I hope is that people listen to these episodes all the way through because I think yeah. like the last ten minutes of this has been like the best. You know. Yeah. But, Go ahead. Finish um, up. Um,
1: so, so and, and so and the other thing is that um, if you do have trouble with your sleep, if you do have trouble with your quality of sleep, um, sleep on your own. Sleeping with somebody is not good for our sleep. And what I mean by that is, oh
0: boy, you just ruined a whole bunch of marriages, yeah. Yeah, well, or, or
1: or or improved them, or improved them, right?
0: Right? Because or we get a
1: bigger bed. Yeah. If yeah. you. Yeah, well, if, if you put it this way, if you snore at night, Amanda is going to be getting disturbed, right? I'm not or the, one the other one way around. I'm the one who
0: snores. I'm not the one who snores. I'm not the one who snores. I'm a so, quiet. I'm a, actually, I'm a perfect sleeper. I wake up in the same spot as I go to bed and I do not
1: snore. So yes. Right. So, but people do snore in this world. Yes, right? they do. And My so that disturbs, that disturbs mm-hmm. the partner, right? But also every time that person turns and moves, you will feel some sort of turn and movement and that will disturb things. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth just being aware that if you've tried everything and your quality of sleep is still poor, just just for research purposes, yeah.
0: I like how you maybe with-
1: maybe oh sleep goodness. on a sofa. <laughs> Sleep on the sofa for a couple of nights. Honey, day. I'm oh.
0: sorry, but Paul on the podcast told me that I would get better it's sleep saga. if you slept on the couch. You're on the couch tonight. Let's test this out. I could I could see, I could, just see this happening. Oh, what, boy.
1: What I'm saying is you need to buy a bigger property so you've got two separate bedrooms. And I'm just do.
0: blaming right. it on you. Paul told me that you've got to sleep on the couch because right. that's how but I'm going to get better
1: sleep. <laughs> but, but, but when they feel so much better and they've got energy and they've avoided cancer and all the rest of it, then they can come and blame me for it. Gotcha. but the but 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 that's a disturbance that we don't really take into account right you go hey, well, partners always sleep in the same bed blah, blah, blah. but um actually that can be one of the things that causes problems as well so, again, so i gotta know
0: just, i gotta know do you and your your do you and your wife do you sleep together
1: uh occasionally and sometimes i'll sleep on the sofa yeah gotcha and i'm quite happy to do that and she's quite happy for me to do that she gets the whole <laughs> bed for herself I right? love and I'll sleep it. on a sofa. We've got a pretty good sofa, I've got to tell you. Right? But, the, um, uh-huh. but but again, you know, this is one of those things where um, if I feel as though I want to sleep there because, you know, I'm, I had a really busy day or whatever it is, and I know that that's going to give me a better option of sleeping there, that's what I'll do. But I've got no problem with that, and she's got no problem with that at all. She's quite nice.
0: happy. I love it. Any final thoughts as we finish this episode on sleep? Anything that Um, we didn't cover that you want to mention now as we finish this off?
1: No, I've probably forgotten if there is something. So, um, uh, So yeah, I mean, the the other things are, other things that do cause sleep disturbance are things like mold and parasites and viruses and toxicity and that kind of thing. Um, And and what I will say is, especially with parasites, um, and this is going to really turn people off, but um, parasites do you become active around a full moon. It's just the way it is. Wow. And, um, and, and if you find that you have like a, a few days every month where you just have this really weird sleep pattern, or you just feel a bit really Damn. something weird goes on. And it correlates with a full moon. Then have oh, a, check out some you, know what you
0: just affect it. You just inadvertently effectively created an open loop to get people. It's, it's almost like, it's like the soap opera, right? It's like, they, the cliffhanger at the end just leaves you like, no, I want to watch the next episode now. Now we're talking about full moon, parasites, skull, oh boy, boy.
1: Yeah, so those things can happen. But um, anyway. I love it. Suit right. well, Thank man. You so-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am, I've made notes. I hope the listeners have made notes. Nanoparticle magnesium uh liposomal melatonin uh i'm going to be shopping today for these two things um uh, yeah. for those of you that are listening that are still listening thank you so much right paul we're having a blast this is so yes. much fun it's great I'm learning.
1: I, mean, I, I always like talking about myself so um i'm very happy to talk and yeah, um, you're good at it and people <laughs> and, and and like we keep saying to people listen send in questions if you want to contact either of us uh our, our details are in the show notes i, I would sh- i would think
0: yeah um, details are always in the show free, notes
1: yeah you get time to speak with me about stuff I get a lot of people actually who do reach out and make appointments and we have a chat about all sorts of things and sometimes it's a quick discussion about things that can really help them and other times they've got to do a bit more investigating and some work that we can do with them so there's a lot of testing we're doing for people but um I'm quite happy to talk to anybody about health and things that go on and actually there was a lovely lady who um heard what we were talking about and and it was all it was more about the the getting the value out of life and enjoying life and and appreciating everything. We had a really good conversation about that. So it can be anything. It doesn't have to be just a lot of
0: people are listening to this and they're listening to it. And it's, it's become their Holy Bible for health. Like, it's like, you know what? I'm, I get a lot of messages now. Like you change the way that I'm, I'm thinking about bodybuilding. You change the way that, you know, I think about pre-workout, you change the way like Mm -hmm. it's become almost a movement. And look, we didn't start out doing this for views, we didn't really promote it at all, but views are growing, downloads are growing. It's nothing substantial yet, but it's growing. And I think my big ask for the people that are still listening right now is send a link to your favorite episode, send a link out to someone you love. I would love for you to share our message, this podcast with one person today, like literally as you're listening right now, go into your Spotify account, go into your iTunes or wherever you're listening to it, Grab the link, copy, paste it, and send it to your mom, your uncle, your brother, your cousin, someone you care about. Get them listening to this. We would mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And then finally, drop us a, a, a review. Gosh, we'd love oh, yeah. To, yeah. to hear and read and see what you think about. This has been fun, Paul. Thank yeah. you so much. Episode 13 Thanks, in the books. I don't know what we're talking about next week, but it's going to be amazing. Who knows? Thanks so much Who for knows? listening, everyone. See you next you week. See
1: you soon. Just,
0: mate. Bye.